All right, welcome back, Augmented Ones. Glad you could join us for Augmented Naturally, episode 23. Just Dorm here and DJ Bride back again. Yeah, man. For episode 23, it's a bit of a Augmental episode. We're going to be recapping all of the crazy idea we, ideas we had, seeing how things have changed a little bit, and seeing ways that things could be implemented now to help keep things more stable. Currently, everyone likes to play when an event happens, and after that, the FOMO <clears throat> is gone, and they're not doing anything in-game. <laughs> so the deuces, the deuces kid gift where he disappears. Yeah. <laughs> so, we can go into news real quick, just for the sake of it. This week is Porygon Community Day. Yes. If you complete, I think it's Go Battle League, or it'll be a special research, is it? I know they're doing the uh, pay for the extra research storyline. Yes. Okay. So they'll have a special timed research to get three Sinnoh stones. That okay. can evolve three Porygon 2s into Porygon Z. The upgrades, they should be available. Yes. Oh, yeah. Three upgrades and three Sinnoh stones from the, completing the... Okay. Gotcha. The timed research for that community day. There will be the special dollar ticket for extra coin. There will be the community day box with the charge TM, the elite fast TM, sorry. So the elite fast TM uh, will be the 1280 community day box. Okay. Don't forget to take your snapshots of Porygon because that'll be a few extra Porygons you can capture. Word. The I always forget to do that. Is, yeah, I do too. I usually do it like once or twice and then I forget about it. Yep. It varies on how invested I am in that community today. Because sometimes I'm at the park, sometimes I'm at home, sometimes I'm catching a few things or just letting the Go Plus run and catching what I can here yeah. and there, depending on how much of something I need. Usually I already have everything ready and just evolve them. That's, yeah, that's typically where I'm at. Mm. I'm usually uh, ready to rock. Putting, I didn't think Pokemon was coming anytime soon, so I already evolved my hundo back in the day. Should not have done that, but whatever. Well, you still have the fast TMs to use, so the the elite. Oh, that's TMs. true. Yeah, I should probably just do that. Yeah, and it'll be from eleven to five here <sighs> local local time. time. Yep. And I think that's basically it. Porygon is an interesting thing for. PvP. With Tri-Attack, it was recently buffed in code, but it's still going to okay. be doing not crazy amount of damage, but if you get a good setup for say you go in and they have a disadvantage and they switch out, that means you're going to get that extra energy, you're going to be able to fire off a few extra Tri-Attacks, and if the cards play into your favor where you're getting the debuffs rolling 
on the opponent and off of yourself. Yeah, because it okay. It lowers the opponent's attack and defense. So if you get multiple debuffs on your opponent, then they're best basically nerf. They're wet blanketing, and you can just farm it away. So not really much they can do about that if they switch into a Porygon. So if you get the switch advantage with a Porygon, that could be the way that it goes. Okay. But it's going to be one of those niche situations if you are going up in GBL. That's definitely one time that you can roll it through. Or if it's a secret st strategy that you hold in your back pocket or something like that for yeah. cup or something. Try to catch somebody off guard with something a little, a little wacky. Yeah. Because yeah. that tri-attack is going to be a lot faster than Porygon's other moves. Okay. Because meanwhile, it does have hidden powers. The move hidden power. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> That'll be a tricky one because when that Porygon has a hidden power assigned to it, it can only be that one hidden power, regardless of how many right. times you tend to use on it. Yeah. Which, and something I found out, this is probably documented forever ago, but Laura and I both caught the same Pokemon at the same spot at the same time, and we had different hidden power types. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was thinking that it was based off of CP, or on the... You know what? She might have been... She might have been under 30 at the time. Oh, okay. I I had to go... Well, I I'm not going to be able to go back and find out when we did it. So never yeah, mind. <laughs> probably, probably toy with some Judge Ed. I mean, if you really want me to, it's fine, but... I don't care. No, I don't let <laughs> my shame... Shame the meat. I need, I need to be... I need to be taken down a peg. I mean, we actually don't have that many people listening, so I doubt that anyone is actually going to chime in and comment on they're something like that. Nah. I'm, they're, com they're coming for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to blow up in in a year, and then they're going to somebody's going to backlog, and it's going to be all over Reddit. I want to get canceled. I'll find all my old tweets. Nah, well, see, that's the thing too, because. They may not be, they won't be able to track down the exact moment that you had said. Uh, Us talking uh, about this will make them record this time and time frame and maybe try and think right. about it. But they can't Just find I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's not one of the things that they exact document because oh, yeah. it's like, okay, the changes for hidden power only change so often or they that's haven't right. changed. No way for us to exactly know, but anyway, right. the other bonus, <laughs> the other bonus going on will be the three times catch XP. Woo! So if you were able to reset your catch streak to land on Sunday for the event, then your seven day catch bonus will be three times the seven times, so basically 21 times the XP for the first catch of the day for that. Okay. My, my catch of the day is always on Sunday, so. Ooh, okay. So just that'll, uh... Train yourself. Make sure you do not open the app. Just don't even open the app because out of instinct, I just automatically just 
Click on it's not going to be not going to be that difficult. I will not be awake on Sunday before eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'm be just off, gonna, but I'm gonna let my laziness take over. <laughs> nah, I'm usually, I'm usually up by eight on Sundays, but okay. I I just won't play. It's not that difficult. Well, yeah, I I'm decent with it when I need to restrain myself for a Stardust one. Yeah, catch myself, and it's like. If you even run from it and the ball has already left the air, then it ninety percent of the time it catches that first Pokemon. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. Yeah, it's like the best. They want you to catch that. Get that catch bonus. So, uh, Porygon. And for anyone listening to this episode, probably when it actually comes out. Hope you had a good Porygon community day. Evolved everything. <laughs> oh, and got a lot of faith in your editing skills. You can editing and posting. It varies. Yeah. Um. See, that's the thing. I. No, I work tomorrow. I work tomorrow morning. I get off around two ish. I may have to work later because it's Wawa. Yeah. I don't know how my stamina will be after that giggity. So, <laughs> I might be able to finagle it and get it up in time. Giggity. Um, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... I might be able to. I'll see, okay. I'll see how well everything flows because... Sometimes I don't need to edit much, and I just need to make sure there's no big snafu right. from that. Right, right. And yeah, we'll see how it goes. The other bit of news: season four started for GBL. If you haven't jumped in already and completed your first ranking, get in. Well, pretty much get in whenever you can. Now, we meant to have this up with the augmented sync, but basically. Because Pidgeot is a mega Pokemon eligible now, that means Pidgeot's... The Pidgeot form is eligible to be shiny. Because Charizard, Venusaur, Blastoise, those ones are able to be shiny in raids. And Beedrill has also been available to be shiny in the wild. Right. Which says to me that if a mega if a Pokemon's available to be shiny in a raid, especially if it's a later stage Pokemon, then okay. it'll be available in whatever way you can encounter it from there. I got you. So Pidgeot is the reward for the first ranking in GBL as the Pokemon encounter. Okay. Each ranking has a different Pokemon. So if you waited to rank up until Mega Pidgeot got released, which was Friday, yeah, then you can jump into GBL, <clears throat> rank one, rank one win or something like that, encounter the Pidgeot, and you may get a shiny Pidgeot. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> Yeah, I figure with it. I would fly with most people. <laughs> that's my that's my recognize a pun laugh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> One other word of note. We'll go over it in the augmented sync. But the 24th will release the Flying Cup in GBL, which is the okay. GBL version of one of the Sylph Cups, where it'll be flying-type only Pokemon. And if you can get a Emolga from someone, Electric Flying Little Mouse Pokemon, and you hired right. us to spend on it. I was thinking Zapdos, too. I think Zapdos does a good bit of work, but right now, I think... What's the... What, what, is it Great it League? Was, you can get them under 1,500. Oh, okay, okay. I believe it'll be any league. So it'll be similar to the... Oh, right now, yeah. It's, it's Great League right now. Uh, Great League will run until the 28th of September. Okay. By the time they do that special battle night on the 24th. Okay. So the battle night will be 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. I'm hoping to get things up and running so I can actually live stream it because that'll just be easy battles and not yeah, for real. per se, but it no, I got good you. exposure for us. Battle night would be a good... Hold on. Yeah. Go battle night at 6 p.m. to the end of the day, your local time, on the 24th. And the Flying Cup will be available during that. And it'll be a... It'll be the Great League Pokemon that are available then. So it'll be a max CP of 1,500. So if you have a... Articuno, Zapdos, from the the researches, then you'll have one that is eligible to be in part of the Great League for there. Okay. And it's, it's from 6 to midnight local time. Yes. Uh, let me I, can see. I may actually do some battling. Uh, the other special part about it is you'll be able to complete 20 sets of Go Battle League battles during that time yep. up from the standard five sets. And should you be playing at the same time and I'm still playing at the same time, then that actually starts my vacation too. Oh. So be playing all night. <laughs> so if you're still all up, night. <laughs> all night. All then, night. <laughs> yeah. Let me see what What's the 24th. Is that Friday? What the 24th is? Thursday? Yeah! No, I won't be up all night. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, to bed by 11. Uh, okay. Honestly. Yeah, so right now, PV Poke has for overall Mantine being the top Pokemon in there. Really? Okay. Emolga, number two. Aerodactyl, number three. Because it's Flying Rock. rock. Most mm -hmm. of its counters would mainly be the electric or the waters that are flown in. Yeah. That is a good one. I didn't think about him. Zapdos, Skarmory, Shadow Zapdos, yeah. Articuno, and Shadow Articuno. Oh, and Gyarados is in there, too. Altaria, Togekiss, Drifflin, Pelipper, Dragonite. 
Glyger, Gliscor, Mantike. That's kind of funny. <laughs> I can I can see rolling with a Mantike. Show. Three D Mantike. Right now, Charizard is sitting at twenty six. Oh wait, no, it's too soon for it to have Dragon Breath. <laughs> oh yeah. But maybe for the next round for it, or it should still be around. I don't think it's only going to be that one day. It'll be launched with it, though. And, oh, yeah. So if you evolve a Pidgeotto during the Go Battle Night, it'll learn, Pidgeot will learn Gust. Another note from PvP information would be Halloween Cup will be the 26th of October. And, oh, it'll only last a week. Interesting. It'll get, run until November 3rd. We'll remind everyone when that time actually comes. Merry Spooky to everyone. Spooktober, on its way. Now, back into the regular show. <laughs> <laughs> I tried turning down dessert today. And I pulled out the pineapples out of the fridge, and I was like, I'm going to have pineapples. No ice cream for us. No, don't worry about it. It's fine. We don't need to make the hot fudge caramel ice cream we had the other night. You don't need to make it. <laughs> so I pull, up the, pull out the pineapples, <laughs> and then she turns to me and says, well, you should heat up the hot fudge so that we can have chocolate-covered pineapples. And I was like, okay, I'll go with that. That's fine. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> but it's too hot. Put ice cream on it. It'll be help bring it back down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was mainly like one of those Hershey's hot fudge chocolate sauce containers. So you just okay. microwave yeah. it. Well, and then you can dip the, the pineapples into yeah. it. Reminded me okay. of ed edible arrangements. So worked out nicely. Because any other chocolate would just instantly solidify, so... True. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> okay, so into the augmental sections. Sorry. The main point of the episode, go fig. Some of these ideas came out when DJ Bride, we weren't able to group up and display all the information, get his input on everything, so... We also wanted to introduce these ideas again back into the ecosphere and for other people to see. That way they don't have to drudge through all the old episodes because timestamps are not my strong point. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> we just like to go with the flow. The train of thought tends to get derailed. It happens, but yeah. No, never. That's, that's Come part on. of the fun. Come on, never. <laughs> The original name of the episode was Battling Iron Jesus in Pokemon Go. Because <laughs> it can be a lot of randomness. And oh, yeah. in a way, the thing I'm trying to resolve in Pokemon Go is to get a stable a stable battlefield for people to play on a daily basis without needing an event to be motivated to play. A lot of the time, it comes down to communities and how some people are playing for 
one thing, others are playing for another. Some are farming PvP Pokemon, some are doing as many raids as possible because they want to, or they need better IVs, or they just can't stand being home right now. Who knows? Yeah, for real. (laughs) (laughs) But the... I did want to raise a question to you, DJ Brad, because I was thinking about it, and do you feel as though Pokemon Go should be the way that you interact with everything and be 100% of your day or be there to interact with certain locations and points and it shouldn't have that much going on with it? Hmm. It definitely needs more interaction than it currently has, especially for people that, you know, they're, they're out in the sticks and they don't have stops nearby or gyms anywhere in their, in their field of view. Mm-hmm. They're entirely reliant on, you know, uh, rocket balloons spawn. Yeah, rocket balloons and hatching eggs that they might have or gift interactions. Uh, yeah, um, gym invite or uh, raid invites, mm-hmm. which you know you only get so many free ones, or one yeah. cent, one coin, <laughs> ones, whatever. But I don't, I don't think it's something that should be a hundo percent all the time. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of is with with the 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 walking sink, whatever that's what's that called? Adventure sink. Go, adventure sink. Adventure sink. But that's and that can also kind of be like that with uh, the Go Plus and whatnot. But well, the Go Plus is reliant on stops and spawns, which yeah. in a rural location, rural location, that's not really going to help you much. No, because especially if you're not sink, moving. The adventure sink is kind of the what I'm trying to figure out because the adventure sync is the Pokemon go is the, okay, take your nibbles, take your nibbles, take your nibbles, and then get the reward later on. Meaning things like spawns or raids there. You want to play as much as possible because that's how you're going to get the most stuff in the game. Right. So that's kind of where I want to figure out where these, how these augmental ideas could help shape Pokemon to either be a 100% game or a game that helps augment your daily functions okay. naturally. So just like Adventure Sync does, you have your small inter- interactions, but it doesn't require you to be on there 100% of the time. Right. Which, come to think of it, in some aspects, they do that, especially with Adventure Sync. That way you can play their other games at the same time. Because I was doing sense. that for a while. And I honestly stopped playing Wizards Unite for a bit because... I would do all this walking because I would be doing an event for Ingress and walking around the city and I would need to switch between apps. Meanwhile, the phone would close out of the apps Mm -hmm. and I would lose progress. The port keys wouldn't open up and I'm just wasting time there. And I'm like, okay, I wish I would be able to be able to do everything 
in all three of the games at the same time, but it's not possible because right. technology isn't there, 5G connection isn't there yet, Wizards United didn't have an adventure sync, and I wanted to play Pokemon Go and Ingress at the same time, not entirely Wizards Unite. Yeah. So I had to make the decision, and I was like, I need Pokemon Go more than I need the WizBiz. <laughs> you know, I had the same problem. I would play Wizards Unite with Pokemon Go in the background, but every time I went someplace new, I was like, well, i got to check and see what's here. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I'm not gonna, maybe I won't catch anything, but I have to look. I have to see what's here. And then maybe I've got my you know, IV checker running at the same time since I got an Android, I can have that going. Mm-hmm. Oh, click on this guy and then oh, let me get back over to Wizards Unite. I was like, I don't I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna I don't wanna shuffle back and forth. Yeah. Um if they could do adventure it's like add more to Adventure Sync. Mm-hmm. Maybe like give you the option like, hey, give me your top five Pokemon that you want to catch. And you can you can put them on the list, and then See, like, hey, we, we, you interacted with feature that was never actually like, it didn't actually work with it, but right. it, apparently Adventure Sync originally, or like one of the iterations, was able to send you a notification that a Pokemon was nearby. Yeah, I know they only ever did that for like new new Pokemon. I don't think because you never got to pick what Pokemon it notified you for. I'm, I'm I'm almost positive. I I have to go back and look, but no, I'm just thinking more like I have some things be- on my Pokemon that I haven't evolved yet. Still show up on my nearby, but they don't. The Adventure Sync Pokemon nearby worked for like. <laughs> That'll teach him. I don't think I got it, but. He'll be back because my blood's extra hot right now. Don't don't anyway. get mad at him. It's just gonna make it worse. He's <laughs> gonna get you. You're gonna get got. <sighs> if I see him, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you st- start seeing a big red weld showing up somewhere, that's how you know <laughs> you got me. Because that's how they that's how they do me. They've grown up on sucking my blood for millennia. Not that long. My math sucks. But they... What's the name? Yeah, so they love me. And my body doesn't like it. Doesn't like their saliva. They doesn't like their backs. Their backwash. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. But yeah, that feature never actually worked. It worked and, like for a week or so, and then from there, nothing. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think they ever really talked about what it was supposed to do, or so well, it was supposed to be the same as it was basically the free version of the the Go Plus. Yeah, where yeah, yeah. It gives you the buzz, lets you know that something's going on, and it never actually worked. No. Because I've even seen in game that I'll switch between different apps and everything and even if I have a Go Plus or a Pokeball Plus running unless I have the game actually open it's not going to spawn Pokemon around me. Which is a bit irritating 
that I must have the game open 100% of the time because I could be enjoying another game or interacting with Ingress people, other agents there, other wizards around me, doing stuff like that. But because the phone won't actually do that, I can't use the feature the way I would like to. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to figure out whether Pokemon should Pokemon Go should be a hundred percent full focus all the time, should be the fully functioning game that it could and should be, which I think there was something at South by Southwest in like twenty eighteen. But other than that, Pokemon Go hasn't really won any awards lately. And to an extent, should they be? Or, I mean, yes, it's, it's a great game. It's amazing for all the features that it has. But a lot of us diehard players are in it because of all the work that we've put into it. Right. Meanwhile, you wouldn't be able to hand... You wouldn't be able to get a player... Well, maybe you would. To an extent, you wouldn't be able to have a random person off the street download Pokemon Go and enjoy it to the same aspects that we do. Not just that. I would, I would say that, like, not players. Anybody who downloads the game right now and starts playing is going to be just overwhelmed with the amount of additional content that's been added since the original launch of the game. Mm-hmm. But they're going to get... And, and there's no real clear instructions on how to do a lot of the stuff that's in, that's now in the games or like uh, motivate like the reasoning behind why you should do the things you're supposed to be doing in the game mm-hmm. unless you've been there when it's been trickled out like yeah there's do, would people know what adventure sync was does it eventually tell you I know it says like hey you should turn adventure sync on so we can track your location at all times. We want to know where you are in your life. I mean... I mean, maybe I'll... For the podcast purposes, download... Yeah, I, I, I would almost be interested to see what it's like for a new player. Yeah, because I think there's... See, I feel like... Maybe should... It'd just be a, it'd be a wash in instruction... Of, like instruction... Uh, I'm kind of thinking... Dialogues for... Avoid raids for a bit of it. Because for sure. It's kind of like the um like first world problems. In means of yeah. everyone complains about all the different potions there are, but if you actually go back to maybe some old things, old level guides, those potions were rewards like every five levels or Every 10 levels, you got a different type yeah. of potion to heal Pokemon up. So You couldn't get, like, the hyper potions until level 15 or whatever it was and yeah. so forth. Max potions at 25? I don't remember. I think, I think it was something like that. I think it was 30. I think Ultra Balls were 30? Not sure. That's quite possible. <laughs> we'll have to look I, it up and then do, like, the 
the bare bones free to play. I would, I would love to see what the what the uh, levels one through forty rewards were initially and what they are now. I, I can exactly only imagine <laughs> it is way different. No, I think the level up bonuses have never changed. They're, they've no? all. You don't think they've the same? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Because they didn't have TMs. They didn't have a lot of the different types of berries. All the potions and all the revives are the same. They've after, been there since the jump. After the Gen 2 update, they added in the nab berries and pineapple berries for it. Okay. So not, not a whole lot difference, but... Yeah. Something. So... Okay. Level 5 unlocked gems, potions, and revives. Level 8 unlocked raspberry. 10 was potions. 12 was great ball. 15 was good balls. 20 was ultra ball. 25 okay. was max potion. 30 was max revive. And that's at level 30, you have access to everything from there. Everything else is just okay. you get all the other stuff from leveling up and everything. Right. Oh, like and super incubators. That was another one that wasn't initially in the game. Yes, but I think it's just yeah, it's still just standard incubators that you get as a reward for it. Okay. For leveling up. But yeah, I see. I was looking it up recently, trying to figure out what awards they could win. And a lot of stuff, you, okay. they, you, as they would with any mobile game, they get overshadowed by everything else. Because Pokemon Go shines because of the community, not for heavily engaging gameplay or battle scenarios. Because for it to actually be exciting, you need more knowledge on it, and you need more varieties of Pokemon to actually enjoy it. There's no way for you to get like a rental team and try and run through things and then learn how everything goes. One of the things I wanted to start off, the question I had for you, the question we pose for everyone out there about whether Pokemon Go should be 100% interactive with the player 100% of the time, or if it should just be like your weather app. You log on, you do a few things, you see what's going on. But it's not something that you're going to devote your entire day playing with. Which for Pokemon it should be. I don't know. That's one of the questions we have, so go figure it out. Yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a balance between what it is now and what it and a hundred or somewhere in there that's a that's a yeah because uh, I think that GBL so there's a good balance somewhere in there because it needs to, it needs to be enough where it's encouraged but it's not punishing if you don't do it yeah yeah that you want to do it because it's fun not because okay it's a chore you need to do it now we'll roll into the augmental ideas. 
So for the augmental ideas, talking about things that you can do as a group. More reasons to group up with people, more reasons to actually, okay, your buddy gets out of work at three o'clock, you want to go to that location, to around their location, hang out, spend some stops, do some gameplay with each other. Otherwise, you're just going to go play with yourself and have, have fun on your own, and you're not going to be there chatting with a buddy. So the first idea is for a group bonus to be introduced. We've gone over this before that we've even said that, okay, each team should get their own group bonus or maybe whenever a different team joins up. So if you have a Valor player or a team that's not your own team, you get a bonus to XP. The way you could keep people from abusing the system is actually to introduce a puzzle game, maybe, that they have to do simultaneously so that you can't just have one person with two phones just fiddling around. Right. That way each player has to interact with the puzzle completed at the same time and then they get that group bonus. Maybe it'll be something like the Yeah, okay. Like the unknowns or something like that. That could be a weird, somewhat interesting way they could introduce that mystery. Mystery of the unknowns. Right. Well mystery dungeon nonsense. <laughs> That'd be fun. Ooh, we gotta make sure we mention that too. <laughs> so yeah, group bonus. Something that Pokemon Go definitely needs. Not just for when people are interacting with a raid or they're farming yeah. or loser Pokemon. Taking down a gym. I mean taking down a gym and battling in a raid is really the only time you interact with anybody in game mm -hmm. as a team. Yeah. Um, which those only have their interaction points to an extent because once the gym is right. flipped, yeah. done. <laughs> nothing That's else it. can go on you can sit there. together and look pretty yeah well the the other thing comes down to what some people used to do or what they don't allow in ingress where the opposite factions aren't allowed to repeatedly take something down that another player or team put up in quick succession. So they call it okay. win trading. Like a cooldown period. Well, no, they call it win trading when, say, you're okay. playing with a resistance player and playing with your enlightened player or something like that, where you set up a portal and then that other faction takes it down. Because that's the only way a portal would come down other than like a, a three-day time frame for the portal to okay. naturally expire. Gotcha. In means of Pokemon Go, they don't have anything specifically saying that you shouldn't do that. Because in Pokemon Go, you do get partial XP from it all. But XP isn't... At, XP in battling isn't as much of a hot commodity as in Ingress. Because in right. Ingress, 
you'll get that extra AP, you'll get the badge points, and things will happen a lot faster, and those badge points in AP mean a lot more in that game than in Pokemon Go. Because in Pokemon Go, the badges are basically just the checkers. You get you get the badge points, you get that badge up, and you're done. Nothing okay. else is going on from there. Meanwhile, in Ingress, the AP and those badge points are more of a feat and more bragging rights than in Pokemon Go because those badge points help you level up repeatedly and those badge points should actually mean something in Ingress. So they have like some crazy numbers like 17,000 deploys on a portal for resonators. And I'm not sure where else to put with this. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, Joey Tanner? <laughs> Cut it out! <laughs> <laughs> Basically, win trading is a big deal and means of ingress because their gameplay is all based around the portals, about around their badges, around the big numbers and everything going on in-game. Meanwhile, in Pokemon Go, you're collecting Pokemon, you're defeating gyms and earning other bits, other things in-game, and it's not only about the numbers. So Pokemon Go has more of a niche value system than just a number tracking system. So that's why in Ingress, win trading is so frowned upon and is ban a bannable offense because that community is by the books to the number as close to be as possible. Okay. Because even their metal so sojourner is based off of completing a hack on a portal once every 24 hours for 360 days. So they're right on the money for that. So, but things like Stardust XP isn't too important to people right now, but Stardust is a big deal for other players because you need to power power things up, you need to complete more trades, and that could be some of the other bonuses going on as well. Okay, so. Stardust for the week, but you get an extra 15% Stardust increase if you're grouped up with another player. Okay. So that could be another bonus to get people out and about and playing, more involved with their local communities and actually traveling together instead of just showing up to a raid and then peacing out right after. On the topic of raids, raid incubators. Not sure if we discussed this together or not, but raid incubators, the idea before raid invites came out was to get people, actually this was before the pandemic and everything, yeah, was to get people out of their cars and actually walking around a location 
instead of just showing up for the raid when it actually happens. So the idea is, idea can still work out. Basically, you show up to a gym, a raid egg pops up on top. Right. That raid egg, okay, so raid incubators. So you show up to a raid, you say, okay, I'm going to complete this raid when it hatches. You then pick up an egg, and the egg gets a flame effect on it. And from it having that flame effect on it, other players in the area will see, okay, someone's incubating this raid egg. They're going to be here for the raid, so they can actually see without needing to communicate with anyone, without needing to download Discord, without needing to download a messenger group, without needing to add a special invite or... Oh, yeah, this was before raid invites, too. But basically, it would be a way to activate an in-game event for the raid to be engulfed in flames. Then you walk around, and by walking a kilometer or walking during a certain time frame for this, you then get extra bonuses, or you get to hatch the egg faster for the rest of the team and people around. So it could be a way to make eggs hatch faster so that people don't have to wait the full hour if they're, they only have an hour, they've gone to this location, they want to do this raid, but they only have an hour. Meanwhile, they took down the gym and it won't be up for another 45 minutes. While we're on the topic of raids too, I think we went over this idea where it would be a legendary influence. So a raid yeah, we did, happens, this we did talk about. Yeah. So the raid would happen or the an egg would spawn and then it would spawn other Pokemon around it because you can't put a lore on a gym or you can only put it on a Pokestop. So instead of leaving the gym location, you then can that egg will then spawn Pokemon correlating to that Pokemon that is going to come out of the egg. The earlier levels, it could be things that are slightly a counter. Basically, when a raid happens, make it or basically. <laughs> it would be neat if it was like... I, I've mentioned it last time we talked about this as like, oh, maybe it'll give you the same types that the, that Pokemon is to kind of give you a hint of what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I think I've changed my mind on that. I think it should give you Pokemon that are a good counter to the one that it's going to hatch from, that's going to hatch out of it. Yeah. So especially for low-level players that don't have a lot of stuff, like, oh, there's an egg, I'm hanging out with people, I can catch, you know, some low-level Mons that maybe I can get some candy for, buff up one of my better guys, or whatever, oh, yeah. and still give you that idea of, like, like, oh, it's, it's you know, yeah, let's say it's uh, Mega Charizard's in there, and he's what Dragon and Flying? Is that what his? Is he Dragon Fire? Dragon Fire. Dragon Fire. Actually, so could give you Dragon Fire Wise Flying dra Flying Fire still. Yes. Okay. So it could give you, you know, some some Rock Pokemon, some yeah, some some Geo Dudes, mm -hmm. you know. Um, some, some low-level election, uh, Pikachu, you know, just stuff like that. Just, you know. Oh, yeah. 
it's just like the way that they do the the lower it's kind of what they already do with the other stages for raids where they'll introduce the counters into those raids into the lower tiers they could still do the same thing with the wild pokemon around a raid right that way it gets people more invested and wanting to go to a raid even if it's not to actually well we want them to spend the money and complete the raid they want to yeah but they can still get that extra bonus more stardust more catches more hat no not hatches more of that type especially if they're looking to work on that metal because if someone's looking to work on a metal of some sort then they would only have a nest or changing a biome or a special event to be able to work on that type for that event. Especially right. if and when they introduce the level cap increase, which it should be sometime this year, I think. I would, I would imagine, but who knows? COVID and just not... They do it quarterly. And we're about to go into the next quarter, or this is the last quarter? I, I, well, what was their summer, their summer update then? What was the... Summer the push, update was the raid invite system. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're due for fall at some point. And then winter's usually like... They, they always try to squeak it out before Christmas, before the Christmas season. Yeah. So... I don't. I don't think we're going to get a big update anytime soon, but maybe by the end of the year. Yeah, I think. I think level cap increase would probably be the best way that they could capitalize on people getting all those iTunes and Google Play gift cards. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Squeak that out right before the holidays. The legendary influence. The other thing would be a way to... Another point on raids. EX raids should have a storyline associated with them in the general area. So, Team Zealots. I think we went over that back in the day. I believe so. But... Now that we have all of these special and timed researches and they're doing more phasing stuff with the Team Go Rocket stuff, I can definitely see them introducing Team Zealots Uh for maybe the EX gyms itself or maybe for the Pokestops around an EX gym where the NPC comes out of there, it's your team a zealot for your team that is staking out a location, waiting for this legendary Pokemon to show up again. The team zealots would be just hanging out in a location, staking out this EX raid location, just any EX raid location. And the team zealot then lets you know about a mysterious Pokemon that has been happening and frequently showing up in this location during a certain time frame. And It'll then let you know about EX raids, how they work. It could then help you with counters for that Pokemon. So 
you would then defeat the team zealot or they tell you, oh, you should train against me and you'll get a counter for that Pokemon. So say it was Mewtwo back in EX Raids. They may have a ghost or a dark type Pokemon that you would then defeat the team zealot for and then that Pokemon would then be able to be on your team. Obviously, you catch it. Stuff like that. But basically, make EX Raid locations a lot more interesting than just, okay, this is an EX Raid gym. Stuff happens here. When it actually happens, who knows? But you can have a little bit of a storyline to it and let people know, okay, this is an EX Raid. This is what happens. When it happens can be a little random, but this is the storyline and the potential Pokemon that will be available during this time. And here's a Pokemon that you can use to counter this EX Raid location. That way, when the Pokemon actually does show up, you can actually defeat it. And you're not showing up with Aggrons or something like that when <laughs> you need something better. <laughs> Blissies. Mm-hmm. I think Blissey is probably a little harder to get these days. Well, maybe with Happiny through eggs. Makes it no, that was just, that's just the, one of the ones that used to pop, auto-pop in, uh, yeah. in Raid. You'd be like, who's got a freaking Chansey in here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's going to stay alive for a long time. It's not going to do any damage. Mm-hmm. Or, or the the guy that I won't name him in in hopes that he no one ever has to no one shames him that he would be like I'd be like who's got a Rosalia wait who's got who's using a a a, a Pidgeotto or whatever he was like I'm not a stuff <laughs> he's the he's the the guy the no Pokemon that. Doesn't call any of Pokemon by their correct names. <laughs> a Pidgey. A, a I got one of them Pidgeys. <laughs> like, no, dude, that's not a Pidgey. You're putting an extra syllable in there. I don't know how you're getting it. Probably making the connection of what it might be versus something that they already know. Meh. But yeah, there's always someone in there's always someone in the raid group like that. But um, it usually usually it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. If, if you... So the other thing that we can bring up would be a nest rework, because right now, right now. <laughs> nests are boring. It's a no. Pokemon here and there. You I know, you. <laughs> you can't really tell which nest Pokemon is there. You can see there's a few Pokemon that are very similar to it. But from there, you don't exactly know that it's a nest, or if you're not familiar with Pokemon Go, you wouldn't have a clue what a nest is. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, there's no... I don't think there's any in-game notification, no in-game information about nest, and it's just something that even we just call it ourselves because in the Game Boy games, they... It was in the Pokédex that a Pokémon would nest in a location, and that would be how we would find them on the routes. So, nest rework should be one of the things every maybe second, third quarter, probably 
probably second quarter 2020. Nice way to spring it on everyone. Weather's getting nice again. Maybe the pandemic's over. Maybe not. Maybe we're looking for new countries to live in if you're in the U.S. Well, that'll the probably... doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> that'll probably be happening at the end of the year of yeah. 2020. If 2020 with a, with a bang. <sighs> yeah. And then some. <laughs> yeah, it... We're only in September. There's still months to go. Exactly. And it keeps yeah. getting worse. <laughs> no. No. Oh, God. I... To, be, to be fair, at least it got a little cooler here a little earlier because of the umbrella of ash that floated all the way across the United States. Is that I had to explain. One of the guys at work was like, you, you think it's colder because of the ash? I'm like, dude, ask the dinosaurs. <laughs> think it's colder because of stuff in the atmosphere. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay. It's not, not good. <laughs> You're just trolling. That's, that's not really it. <laughs> no. <laughs> right now is... <laughs> Right now is the um. Oh, have you seen the TikTok memes where I'm sure the angels are talking to Je to God, and they're mispronouncing words, and it's like the apocalypse because of it. So, <laughs> one of them was like, "Hey angel, hey God, did." You give the dinosaurs their ass steroids, <laughs> and the angel's like, "Wait, what? Asteroids, right? No, ass steroids, so they could have stronger butts. <gasps> asteroids, asteroids, and then it just pans over to the angel <laughs> and God, both with a tear streaming down their face." <laughs> 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 One of them was like, okay, so did you make an example of Trump? Angel, did you make an example of Trump? Did you set a new precedent for him? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and the angel's like, precedent. 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 <laughs> but yeah, this is the, the teaser week that fall always does. So it always yeah. cools off. And then before the fall act, before the temperature actually falls, drops a little, and then it goes back up for another heat wave. That way it gets people sick and everything like that. So Yeah. All the idiots that break out their winter gear and then sweat their balls off. Uh, Not me. So... <laughs> yeah, I had the discussion with someone at work saying, okay, well, before Central Air, if you're so hot right now, what do you think everyone did before Central Air? <laughs> Slept. <laughs> they were like, I don't know how they survived, but I can't. 
And I was like, oh, okay then, yeah. Okay, fine, that's fine. <laughs> and I just remarked upon, okay, well, back in the day, my parents told me that, okay, if you're hot, we don't have central air, so you're just going to have to breathe and calm down. And so I just don't, just don't do a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have control over your body. Just the way it goes. Take a bath. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Mind over matter. If oh. you don't mind, it don't matter. <laughs> Dig a hole. Lay in the hole. You'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, go play in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to the show. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> but nest rework. Something that the game definitely needs. Hopefully, they introduce some more impactful things for 2021. Um, I think we have a <laughs> level increase for the end of 2020. Because, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, so we're definitely going to be leveling up a lot from 2020. Unless it, you know, paralyzes you, then it's... That doesn't, that doesn't work. Well, they've done studies, and lottery winners and paraplegics are... Lottery winners are only slightly happier than someone that might be paralyzed, so... All comes down to your perspective on everything. Okay, so uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, because physically stronger. Okay, maybe that's not what we're talking about. Well, emotionally, physically, yeah, just had a just had a little lightning bolt for the for our nestry work. Allow shiny chaining in nests. Bam! That is a super simple. Mm-hmm. Change that would that would people would care a lot more about nests. Yeah, well, they would have to introduce a a distinguishable code from there, which from yeah. what we've seen and experienced ourselves, the catch metal with the catch with the Pokédex metal or the Pokédex scene, and even odd ratio with that. And that's about how it would end up being. So yeah. improving nest would also require more pokey stops, most likely. Yeah, which is which would make it a lot easier to get those catches as well. Um to get more shinies. Yeah. Which rolls into the next idea, which was allow for a AR photo of a location of a Pokemon for that nest to show up as a Pokestop. So you take an AR photo of a Feebas in the river. You then submit it like you do a Pokestop and then after some waiting time maybe or maybe it's immediate or who knows exactly. That Pokemon then shows up in the river, in the Pokestop, not the river per se, but along the coast of where the photo was taken. That way the the nest could have more Pokestops that could be then 
more in tune with how it is. Because there's a lot of nature preserves and a lot of locations that they have walking paths. It is safe for people to be in there. But there's no actual man-made objects for people to take a picture of to then submit a Pokestop for. A Pokestop for. And so those beautiful locations are often neglected in means of the the map for Pokemon Go because it's just a slice of nature and unless you're going there for fishing, watching actual wildlife, there's no point of going there for Pokemon. This is the one where we talked about prior to the show that would have to have some sort of way of filtering. Yeah. That they would have to be, you know, you would have to submit it to Niantic for the right. Um, But it it need to be a faster turnaround. If you wanted it for that exact nest Pokemon, potentially, it would have to be a faster turnaround. A nest AR photo to show up. If they continue with the every other week system they had been going with. Right. Because if they do a rework of this of this caliber, then it could be a every month change up. That okay. way there could still be people that are submitting Pokestops. And okay. it wouldn't be a a concrete spot because each Pokemon type or each Pokemon or AR photo that happens there would only be able to last a certain amount of time because of that Pokemon being there. Especially if they want to keep going with our ideas here. The other idea I had going was introduce a, maybe not a special quest line, but a similar to how they have the every day a new research shows up in your research queue. If they introduce a one that will show up when you enter a nest that could then unlock a certain Pokemon with a special AR graphic. Okay. So basically there's a lot of Pokemon out there that have that could be doing a special attack. So, like, in gyms, they have the Hydro Pump that'll come out. Right. But in an AR photo, there's no way for that to actually happen. For that for that animation to actually get triggered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so if they introduce a special quest line with that, someone could then encounter the Pokémon in that park with that quest line at the bare minimum, or it'll allow for people to play their way, capture the Pokemon, and then that Pokemon could then start doing these special animations whenever it goes into an AR photo mode. Right, okay. Similar to the aspect of giving a Pokemon a special outfit. It should right. differently. It'll take an AR photo differently, but this time, instead of a just blanket costume, it's doing an attack like it would be doing in a gym. Right, so you just get different pictures, different AR shots. Yeah. Right, I'll take it. And that would be a extra reason for someone to take a AR photo 
which would then take an AR photo to submit it for that nest, which would then add more Pokestops or even gyms to a nest, making it more right. exciting for other players to join in. And when they start seeing, oh, just notice a lot of people that aren't from the area. Like, oh, look, look at all that. That must be a click on that stop. They can see the AR picture. Like, oh, sweet, that's a nest. Let's go check it out. Oh, yeah, tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. Because not everybody checks the Silk Road. First of all, I don't think anybody update, updates the nests on the Silk Road anymore. Yeah. I did for a while. I have not done that in what feels like two <laughs> years at this point. Um, well, yeah, there isn't that much of a, a draw for it. Once in a while, yeah. I'll look up a nest just for an idea to submit a Pokestop for it. So mm. I'll go on the Silk Road, look up a local nest, and then I'll find that Pokestop in the Ingress Intel map and then see how that oh, how the layout you, is there, see if yep. there's anything else going on there. And then I'll go to the location, submit some stops, and right. see how it can go from there. Hopefully something pops up. Yeah. But yeah, that would be our idea for the nest rework. If you are interested in the Alter Titan game, and this goes for anyone else here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they have their website, altertitan.com, and they have a deal for two titans. It'll be the, for one is $15, and you get the beta 2D version right now until they come out with the 3D version. Okay. Which it's basically supposed to be a augmented, not a augmented, a fitness RPG. So basically, as you're doing all these different grinds, workouts, walking sessions, yoga sessions, all the different things, I think it is best if you use a wearable that tracks your time for the workout and your okay. And they may introduce other things down the line to make sure that you are actually doing the right stuff because they do a peer review system. So basically, okay. you'll submit the screenshot of your grind. Gotcha. It'll give you the XP for you and your habitant right off the bat. But if you get reviewed and then you didn't actually do the workout that it says you did or you put some numbers in the wrong spot, right? then it'll get returned and you wouldn't get credit for that grind. Um, i keep you honest. Yeah. And the battle system is actually pretty good. Um, it's challenging, engaging. They do have an option to scale up the opponents. And this is just with the 2D version. It's basically you and your five other habitants. And they have various functions and attack strategies. So... I'll probably do this in a stream to make to make it a little more easy to understand. But basically, unless it's a flying habitant, it can't attack things that are behind the other ones. So like it's set up, it's like you, one to your right, one to your left, 
and then three things in front of you. And unless the enemies can fly, they can't attack you in the back. So positioning of your character matters. There's some that will attack an entire row or an entire column. There's some that have shields. Some you can actually do a shield. So it's fairly, fairly interesting, engaging. A lot of RNG, a lot of RPG stats where your accuracy may suck. Your habitant's accuracy may suck. So you'll just be nonstop missing. But the nice thing is they have a, <clears throat> a auto mode. So you can just hit auto and let the AI take care of everything. Nice. Then again, the AI may not react accordingly if they... So you'll see that, okay, the one guy over there is really wrecking everyone else, but the AI is just going to do the regular, most logical ideas. Meanwhile, you may want to full focus that one guy and make sure that that guy gets taken care of as soon as possible. Strategy like that. It rewards you for working out, basically. So okay. you can only play the game and do the battles, level up your habitants. If you actually complete a workout or a grind, right. you get the energy and XP for that. Gotcha. Do you actually have to do something you can't just... Yeah, I got you. Yeah. You have to go on a walk, a hike, or a jog, workout, something like that. So it's still in beta, but if you or anyone listening wants to give it a try, just go on to ultratitan.com, sign up for it, give it a try. It's $15 for the beta, and obviously it's just their their company, so... You're not paying any money to Indiegogo or anything else from there. I think they ended their Indiegogo. They might still have their Kickstarter rolling, but they've been technically fully funded for that part of the stuff. So go fig. I'm looking it up now. Oh, okay. Just a... Just a yeah, the 2D, the 2D graphics is... Obviously, something to be desirable, but that's why they're doing a 3D. They're pushing for their 3D update, and I got to look up the exact storyline and everything. Okay. Because I think the story goes that there is a an evil entity, an alien entity called the Senza. Isn't there always? Yeah, always. <laughs> and I think it goes that you're on a spaceship and you wake up from hibernation, so you have to do all this training to get you and the DNA samples that you find back up to fighting shape so that you can defeat this opponent, this enemy. And a lot of it right now is kind of similar to Pokemon Go. So their incubators, or their infinite incubator, is a Simdroid droid. Okay. 
And as you complete the grinds in your workout sessions, you gain progress on your DNA samples, and then they transform into the habitant that it is set to be. So what's the name? Uh, it looks like both the, the Indiegogo and the Kickstarter have ended at this point. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's if you wanted the extra bonuses or right, the, right. the founder system. Yeah, you, can go to their, you can go to their, their website and sign up there. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's just a paid beta. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's 15 if you're using it, it's not. Yeah, 15 for that, for one or two of them for 24, I think. They had some type of double deal. That's if you wanted to get a friend or a partner in at the same time. I think they just released it recently, so I had done through the Indiegogo. I had heard about it from a Kickstarter like last year, but I hadn't heard anything afterwards. It could definitely give most fitness apps a good run for their money in means of motivation for people to go out, work out, walk, do a grind. Yeah. Speaking of walk, I gotta let this dog out. She's yelling at me. Well, not yelling, but <laughs> grunting at me. Alright. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining us, Augmented Ones. This has been Augmented Naturally. Just Storm here with DJ Brad. Y'all have it easy. Yep. Good balls, good calls, good luck. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.